Hi, this is Jessica from Seska Says. You're listening to Discussing Who. Spoilers. 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 Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who, and this is a very special episode of Discussing Who, at least for me, because since we started this podcast, there were a handful of episodes, or there are a handful of episodes, because we've not actually covered them yet, but there are several episodes of Doctor Who that are like my ultimate, ultimate Doctor Who episodes, and this episode we are finally covering one of those. And who are we? Well, I'm Kyle Jones, and joining me tonight on this podcast is Clarence Brown. How are you? What's up, man? I'm just falling through podcasts, you know, just popping up, you know, fixing things, keep keeping things from dying, you know? Yeah, sort of like, you know, saving me, you know, and making sure that all my audio sounds good and pretty much saving me any way that you impossibly can, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, trying to anyway. No, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to. It's, it's good to be back on, man. You know. Yeah, it is. And like I said, um, you know, this is one of the episodes that I have been re- waiting to record, and I'm actually excited to do it. So, the episode that we are recording and talking about on this one is the name of the doctor. So at the very beginning, if you have not seen the name of the doctor, if you're hiding under a rock or maybe you've just discovered Doctor Who and you're currently going through the stories and you've found the name of the doctor and you're right at name of the doctor. If you've not seen it, put us on pause, go watch it and come back because from henceforth, spoilers. 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 The doors require a key. The key is a word. Word is the doctor's. Here I am, late to my own funeral. Glad you could make it. Jenny. Open the door, doctor. Speak. Open your tomb. No. Because you know what's in there. I will not open those doors. The key is a word lost to time, a secret hidden in the deepest shadow. Unknown to you alone. The answer to a question. I will not open my tomb. Doctor, what is your name? And like I said, spoilers abound. And let me say this before we go forward. One of the reasons we are recording this particular episode, The Name of the Doctor, right now, is the next episode after this particular episode is another interview with Jessica from the Seska Says YouTube channel. And that particular interview, so make sure you check it out, is talking about her Doctor Who December. And on Friday of this month, which is, this is being recorded November 2017, which was the day after Thanksgiving that she released it, she did her reaction to The Name of the Doctor, which I watched and got me totally in the mood to talk about the name of the doctor again and i mentioned it to you clarence and you actually within the last hour have rewatched it is that correct yeah yeah and funny thing is it's only my second time watching it (laughs) so for most of the new who episodes i've watched with the exception of the last few seasons i've watched exactly once and what jumps out to me 
the most is like the production level on this episode. Just, you know, watching it on my uh, 4K TV. It was just beautiful through Amazon. But but overall, just an excellent episode. And I can't wait to dive in. Okay, so if you were to think, you know, you said you usually have watched them once and then, you know, other than the 10th season, you pretty much that's the one time through. How many times do you think I've watched this episode? Uh, Well, me already knowing that it's one of your favorites, I would say at least 10 or more, maybe. Hopefully, I have absolutely (laughs) no idea. Uh, Lost count. I've lost count. I have totally like 100 percent, you know, lost count. So as you will probably figure out as we start uh, talking about this. Oh, yes. So um, let's kind of frame where the name of the doctor falls within the entire grand structure of Doctor Who. So the name of the doctor is the finale of sorts to the 2013 series. It was the seventh series of the New Who, as it is called, the returning series from 2005. It's starring Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor and Jenna Coleman, who at that time was still going by the name Jenna Louise Coleman as Clara Oswald. It also uh, featured the return of Neve McIntosh, excuse me, as Madame Vastra, Dan Starkey as Commander Strax, Catherine Stewart as Jenny, Richard E. Grant as the Great Intelligence, and of course, Alex Kingston as Riversong. Yeah, um, what jumps out out to me most about, you know, just some of the characters you mentioned, you know, I I wish we got more of uh, Jenny Strax and Vastra in the Capaldi era. I know very early on we got a few episodes with them, but man, I just love those characters. They're they're quite awesome. Yeah, and and it was a combo of three very different characters set in a time period that they really should not have been, but they just worked, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had definitely had some awesome chemistry together, you know, and, and I'm always for seeing them on screen. Yeah, anytime you see, you can hear, um, you know, Commander Strax uh, going, you know, especially like when he said, um, "Let's see," whenever it's like, "Oh, the one with space hair." You know, talking about, um, you know, the the um, the phone call that they had, the mental phone call that they had. So let me say this about this particular episode. A couple of things that are kind of unique about this one. One being in the name of the doctor, the title, when the name of the doctor, the title was released, especially in the U.K., a lot of people, the fans were up in arms about the possibility of what that might have meant. Why and, do you think that was? Well, I, I was going to ask you why, because I, you know, even at the time of watching this episode initially, I think this was maybe the first one of the first seasons where I was caught up watching right. it. So still to this day, I still don't know what the huge deal is with why we can't say the doctor's name. I know they've made these big events around it and this big hoopla, but but to the core of it, why? What what meaning does it actually have for us not to know his name? I I really don't get it. I really don't get it. Okay, so let's take the character of Wolverine in the comics. Several parts of fandom uh, 
when they said that you revealed or when Marvel revealed the origin of Wolverine for years and years and years, there was a huge Wolverine fandom that was again up in arms and did not like the fact that you knew the origin of Wolverine. Not. Yeah. So, so in that same vein, the doctor has always been the doctor. And if you say, well, his name is really, fill in the blank, does that not take away from the mystery of who the doctor is? Eh, Not at all. Not in my opinion, but hey, (laughs) I mean, and even in the context of this particular episode, the name was needed to actually unlock the tomb, which that made sense to me. Okay. If we're searching for his name for that particular reason, okay, I, I can buy that. But when I look at the overall picture of Doctor Who as a property, uh, as a fandom, like I, I still just don't really get why the name is that important. And maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe it's more so in the fact of 50 years, the name has not been revealed. And, you know, it's it's sort of like that that goes unsaid. Just leave it be. So maybe the fact of not revealing the name is more important than revealing the name. It's you know what I'm saying? So maybe the name itself becomes irrelevant is the fact that the tradition is his name is the doctor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like every few years we revisit this in some form or fashion. I mean, even when you think about uh, the most recent season where uh, Missy is tagging along with the doctor and it was this, you know, it was a few minutes of a scene, but it was kind of a big deal to me because, I mean, I even remember us reviewing it because, you know, she calls him Doctor Who rather than a doctor and that's your name. And like, really, why are we putting this much weight into just this one little particular corner of who the doctor actually is? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that is the case of Moffat actually just kind of going, nah, 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 nah. You know, like, okay, I'm about to leave. This is my last series. And let me just, you know, throw it out one more time and, you know, misdirect or redirect or whatever, however you want to call it. Ah, ah, gotcha. So let me throw a couple of other things at you. There sure. was another controversy that is amazing that didn't become a full on total controversy because of this being the 50th year, the 50th anniversary celebration in um, the United States. I think there was a, maybe like 210, 225, but there were people who got their Blu-ray DVDs early and they got like a week before it actually aired. Uh-huh. They got their copy of, you know, like part two of series um, seven early so they got access to this episode even before the people in the UK did even the before people <laughs> in the US and the BBC contacted them and i think it was a um like an interview or something that they were given but and it's not hush money but it was basically hush money to say okay we'll give you this kind of like little incentive as long as you don't reveal what you've seen in this episode that's pretty interesting. And uh, I don't know, when you think about the people who actually got the DVD, who actually were going to get the DVD the day it came out, they may have pre-ordered it or something. That's why they got it so soon. Right, exactly. Um, those people are naturally 
Dr. Hugh, Hugh Pierce or, or people who really love the property. So I can definitely see a situation where, you know, um, the, the showrunners are contacting them and trying to work out some type of deal because, you know, maybe that made their year or their decade just to have the real showrunners call them. So, exactly. uh, you know, I mean, logistical errors do happen from time to time, but a, a cool, cool thing nonetheless. You know, but the fact that you actually had 210 or 25 or whatever of those people who – not a single one of them went to tabloid number one or new site number two or whatever. Forget the legal ramifications of the site running and the BBC suing, you know, because you ruined this ending. You know, the fact that none of them actually did that to me is just kind of marvelous well, that did it they, didn't happen. Did they? Did we or know, did they? Did, did, right, we, exactly. did we know those episodes didn't wind up on BitTorrent previous to them being aired? I would suspect they probably did, but I don't know that to be a fact, but that's just my guess. I would suspect too, but it wasn't, and, and maybe anybody that did watch it, and, and it's a maybe a testament to the show then itself, that, that anybody that did watch it early had enough respect for the other fans not to spoil it. Yeah, I mean, and you have this... Um... I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it happening with the iPhone and it happens all the time with video games, uh, uh, retailers breaking ship dates and, and things popping up on shelves early and the diehard fans going in there and picking it up. And, you know, they're streaming the game on, uh, on YouTube, you know, three or four days before the game actually comes out. Right. So, so you always have that case or of if it was stolen or if they legitimately got it. And if, if, in the case of them legitimately getting the, the property, there's really little, you know, any uh, company can do about it. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite, as a side note, was a story that uh, you and I both have heard uh, where uh, someone went to a retailer and just by chance, their website was wrong, and they basically got, I think, uh, an iPhone or uh, <laughs> iPad or something for a penny or something. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, but it, but at least the person was, uh, you know, kind enough or, or um, truthful enough to even call and ask about it. And the people said, "No, that's our mistake," and that's what the site says. So you're right. Sometimes, sometimes mistakes happen, shipping early, and whatever happens, exactly. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. All right, so one other uh, tidbit of information that's kind of timely right now. Uh, the name Richard E. Grant, uh, who played the great intelligence, he also appeared as a version of the ninth doctor before Christopher Eccleston was officially cast. Uh, they did a webcomic, they being the BBC, during the non-televised years of Doctor Who on the BBC website, and they re-envisioned uh, Shada, which is the lost Doctor Who, um, or unfinished, not necessarily lost, uh, fourth Doctor story that um, has just now been completed. But the um, Richard E. Grant played what some people say is an alternate version of the ninth Doctor in web form, um, in this web series that was on the BBC website. Um, now, was so just a, web, kind of, a web video series that you said it, it was, it was like a web, uh, it was not, um, it was web animation. Okay. So it gotcha. was very, 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 I don't want to say poorly done, but not the best quality. And I think it was just 
something to give Doctor Who fans another something new. And I think they were actually planning, the BBC was planning to maybe make more of these. But then this was around 2002 and 2003. And there was a guy that came in by the name of um, uh, Russell T. Davies that (laughs) pitched this idea of bringing the show back. And this web series just kind of thankfully got pushed to the side. And here we came back, Doctor Who. Ah, cool beans. So let's... Let's get into the story. So we see at the very beginning, um, you know, we see the the whisper men. The whisper men are near and, uh, you, you, you know, really kind of creepy talking to this guy that's in this prison that Madame Vastra goes well, to see. Well, can we can we back up just a little bit before that? Uh, sure. Well, we Let's get back up the, the intro of uh, Clara going through the different oh, times. Yes. So, so I have a question for you. Now, we see where she directs the first doctor to, in fact, go to a different TARDIS rather than the one they were going into at first. Do, Correct. Is, is this the first time we see the TARDIS in its pure form or have we seen it before? We have seen the. OK, so we we've seen when the Time Lords appeared on. Uh, and, and I'm assuming that it was after the war games. The first time the Time Lords showed up, you saw um, what I'm assuming are the TARDIS or other TARDISes because they uh, that's what is sent um, or that they used to send Jamie and uh, Zoe back to their own times. But they look more like big square, you know, uh, big square pieces in the wall you know but uh, uh, so, basically so, it didn't look like these cylinders uh, so that's kind of i guess they retconned it then <laughs> probably so yeah, and who's to say that those uh that was the council you know that was there to judge him didn't have them as you know the square wall looking things because that's the way they wanted them they just you know use the chameleon circuit for that i mean yeah. the 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 you, cylinder you, thing could look you know, that could just be how those looked. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can explain it off anyway with it being this um, shape-shifting object. Uh, but I do think it was kind of cool how we had basically this um, TARDIS bus depot or TARDIS uh, uh, repair station or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, the whole thing of seeing them do that, I mean, cause you could, because the the very, you know, sees, I mean, the very episode before that, Nightmare in Silver, was just a normal Cyberman episode that ended just like any other. And the very next thing you you see is a long time ago on Gallifrey. Ah, ah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, that was like completely out of the blue, like, you know, left field. You know, you weren't expecting to go from just normal episode to a long time ago on Gallifrey. And you see these t- two figures running on a uh, view screen. And it's like, Oh wow, you're seeing him leaving Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to that point of that view screen, we see him running into the TARDIS. So, what is your opinion on reshoots versus working with footage to interweave Clara into the classic footage? How how do you like that versus reshoots, and how well do you think it was done in this episode? I think for 2013, 
I think it was done very well, but you have a better eye and ear for technicality than I do. <laughs> so what say ye? Um, I think for the nostalgic aspect, it because I remember seeing this um, when it aired and I was like, oh, my God, that is so cool. Even me not even really knowing the the um, impact of those classic episodes, you know, not having seen a lot of them, but still it got me excited to see her in this um, recreation footage using classic bits. But that being said, I found the parts where they actually recreated the scene more, more so when she, when she was in a time stream, I found it a bit more um, compelling, but just because it, it meshed a little bit better, you know, it's 2017 now going back and look at that. It still looks cool, but it, still looks weird i guess i don't know <laughs> the one that looked the most weird to me and i think it was because it was colorized was um you know seeing william hartnell um you know even though you know that what what is it what do you want you know was an actual you know i rem remember that's obviously one of the surviving you know scenes um so you know you can look it up online and find him actually saying that in the actual story but um you know, that, that that I think was the most unrealistic to some degree because you knew that they had to colorize it to yeah. to do that. You know, so um, the only thing, the only problem that I had with that particular scene or that sequence or montage of tidbits was it kind of contradicted the whole um, uh, The Doctor's Wife episode. When um, the TARDIS says, you know, I stole, I, I picked you, I chose uh, yeah. you and I stole you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't kind of like that, that they kind of turn that on its head with with what Clara says. Yeah, that that does make a lot of sense. I mean, even to, to, to that point, I mean, why doesn't the doctor remember Clara? He's a time lord. He remembers a bunch of crap, <laughs> you know, smartest man uh, in, 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 in the universe, I guess. But he doesn't remember seeing Clara on his first adventure and apparently many, many other times afterwards. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, she does say in that, uh, you know, in that speech that she gives, you know, he, he rarely sees me almost never. So. You know, yes, he saw her whenever he was the first doctor, but who's to say that that he didn't think she was a time lady or, you know, who's to say that he didn't think, you know, she, she he wouldn't have known that her name was Clara. I would have assumed, you know, at that point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess you, after all those years, you've seen so many faces. I could possibly see him not, you know, relating it back to, you know, uh, the first girl he saw as he stole the TARDIS. But she did tell him which TARDIS to take. And you would kind of think that you would remember that person. Exactly. Uh, so weird. But, hey, you know, I know it's a story and I can't. There's going to be plot holes. So. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you, considering the fact that this is a story and you've had the ability to see other things during the time you originally watched this and until, you know, now watching it again, did anything else in that sequence that you saw look familiar? 
Um, uh, other than footage I've seen from maybe a few other classic shows, maybe I think you've even mentioned it before that this yeah. is what it's reused from. Yeah, it's uh, the um, third Doctor and the second Doctor. That footage that you see of him running. And then, of course, him driving the car is taken directly from the the five doctors. Yeah. And, and I want to ask you, do you think this episode in particular is the point where us as fans or most a lot of people as fans? This is not me because I love Clara dearly. Do you think this is the point where people start to feel that Clara was b- bigger than a doctor in a sense? Because I know yes. that's a lot of people c- complain about her. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, now for me, I still liked Clara in this episode. But yes, I did hear several people saying, you know, that they are making Clara too important. Oh, man. I love Clara. Make her important. She's awesome. You know, so, but, <laughs> but I have to admit, at this point in Clara's uh, timeline, I am a Clara fan. I'm all about Clara. You know, this is, this is one of my, cl- favorite Clara episodes. So, you know, I'm totally behind Clara in this. But yes, to answer your question, there were people who were saying, um, you know, she is becoming way too important as a companion. Ah, yeah. I mean, in that sense, I mean, I just think other than maybe uh, River Song, she is pretty darn important as you think of the, the full scope of what the doctor is, you know? Yeah, well, you know, in a way, you know, and I appreciate you saying that about River, but the way it was written, you know, she, whether he knows it or not, they're basically saying she has saved every version of the Doctor that there is, yeah, whether mean, he knows it or not. Yeah, I mean, and and then again, we don't know what she actually did to prevent the great intelligence from, you know, messing up the Doctor's lives. Right. I, I guess that could be a series unto itself because – she doesn't seem powerful enough as the impossible girl just to <laughs> prevent the intelligence from, from doing things. I, I wouldn't think, but okay. Hey, so, it's, all it's right, so, so let me throw this one at you. There was an episode in the Donna Noble era, uh, which was the fourth series to in 2008. And it was after Rose had come back and it is the um, episode. I think it was called turn left. And it was a Dr. Light episode. So basically it was Rose and it was Donna in this story. And the entire episode focused on instead of turning right that day, whatever that day was, she turns left. And it's all of the things that happened because of one decision that was made. So we see Clara and I'll use the uh, second doctor as an example. We see Clara doing nothing more than bumping into him in, in a park. Gotcha. Well, could, you know, her bumping into him in a park might have, you know, slowed him down two seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds, or made him go in an, you know, opposite direction or whatever reason. Maybe that was all that was needed for her to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, you're going back to the whole butterfly effect theory, but I don't know. That being said, why, how come the current Clara has no knowledge of these things since apparently these things are needed to steer the doctor in a different directions? Now, I mean, I can see maybe in the case of the current Clara that we see in this episode, but going into 
the past, even the past Claras, we didn't really see a whole lot of instinctively her doing things to stare at the doctor in a particular direction. Okay, so 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 go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say even furthermore, does this only pertain to the doctor's past uh, selves? She stepped into his time stream at the point of death. His, I mean, well, his what was left of him after he died, actually. So are we predestined to see Clara in the future as well? I mean, we will see. Will we see Jenna Coleman come back to nudge the doctor for an episode in each of the doctor's iterations going forward? I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, they've always said if she ever wanted to come back, you know, that 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 for an anniversary special or whatever, that that would be an, a logical, easy way to bring her back is this is another remnant that we've not seen yet. Yeah. And what I think is brilliant about that, it doesn't really matter how old Clara is. It can be an older future Clara or a young Correct. future Clara. It, it doesn't even matter. But, I mean, again, like we're going back to that self-importance of people not liking the the how much power, how important Clara is to the series. She's eternally woven into the fabric of the Doctor going forward. I mean, I don't think there's a way to get around that. All right. So let me ask you this. Uh, from from the from the Clara um, timeline of, of a, a companion of a story, she's only been around for about five episodes now, other than the, you know, the, her appearance. Um, well, maybe about seven, if you can't count in the other two versions of Clara that showed up. Can you remember from when you first watched this, were you happy to see her story resolved? Did you think she was about to leave? Did you, you know, were you thinking, okay, well, didn't you resolve this kind of quickly? What were you, what do you recall? Um, I didn't know. I didn't know. Cause the, at the moment she stepped into the time stream, I mean, just watching it a few minutes ago and me knowing that she's going to be on, you know, further episodes, I still felt a sense of, of sadness. Cause I'm like, Oh man, she's gone. <laughs> she's dying. Cause they did make the statement of her whole, uh, uh, souffle thing about the souffle is not, not the rest something about the yeah. recipe and the souffle well, i guess and- i'm souffle girl after all imagine that the souffle it's like my mom said the souffle isn't the souffle the souffle is it's the, recipe. the recipe yeah there you go there you go so i mean i don't know i don't know i still felt a, a moment of sadness but still you know i guess it's kind of hard to look back knowing already that i know she's in the future but it did have an impact if that's what you're asking i don't know if i answered your question no 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 no, no. you did you did you did so, um, you know, we see at the very beginning, you know, that they're, they're back and, um, you know, they're back in the, uh, present day and you've got the kids that are, you know, playing hide and seek and basically go to the mall while he's sitting there, you know, waiting for them, which the little when Daleks, he, the little Daleks <laughs> which is, which was funny. Um, you know, one of the things that I regret or, or, or maybe not regrets, not, not a good word, but, you know, I've said on this podcast before, doing what we do and watching how we watch and, you know, knowing things ahead of time, like I will very much avoid spoilers the day a story happens. But on the flip side, you know, I want to know if Peter Capaldi's leaving when it's announced. I want to know uh, Matt Smith is leaving when it's announced for the very reason of, A, I'm curious, but B, 
if we're going to do a podcast about it and that's the breaking news, then we need to be able to talk about it when it happens. Yeah. So one of the interesting things that I find from watching Jessica do reactions to this was she was watching it with the with a perspective of, oh, is this about to be Matt's? He's not supposed to leave yet, is he? He's not gone. This she, you know, because they're talking about his death and she's thinking, okay, oh, my, you know, he's is this the regeneration episode? Yeah, which is funny because even looking at, you know, the current Capaldi run, the, they played with us a couple of times that, you know, they kind of made it look like he was going to bite the dust. You know, he's back. Of course, exactly. we, of course, we knew he wasn't going to die. But even in this situation, it felt like the fake out on the death was a l- little bit more impactful because it was it wasn't as playful as, as they know it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, even even after he came back, you know, when after Clara steps into the, 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 the time stream to defeat the intelligence, it still wasn't as playful as it was in the the current season of Doctor Who. So I don't know. It seems like it was a bit more impactful. Yeah, it was very I mean, and, and that scene that he did at the beginning where she's fixing tea and, uh, you know, it was j- just the, just the emotion that he did in his voice when he said, you know, I, I, I thought you said Trenzalore, you know, and just the way, you know, he kind of like his voice kind of quivered whenever he said, did you say, or uh, did you say Trenzalore? And, you know, you know, you keep hearing the fall of the 11th, the fields of Trenzalore, and you're thinking, oh, wow, you know, if he goes to Trenzalore, that means that's the, the end of this doctor. Yeah, I mean, and even so, you know, when I think of the impact of Trenzalore, because I, I really had to engross myself in the episode to kind of to get some of the stuff I didn't quite remember. But why is Trenzalore so important? OK, the place of the doctor's death. I mean, where he's buried. Why is that so important? His time stream is there. Why is that so important? Well, if you get in his time stream and muck things up, you can reverse all the good that the doctor has done throughout all these years and that's why the name of the doctor you know the the title for the episode is so freaking important you know yeah i agree and you know the 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 whole thing uh, of you know one of the one of the things that sent chills whenever i first watched it was when he's talking about uh you know his secret and that it's been discovered and uh you know he says you know the secret that it's uh, you know it's not my name um um, and, and he goes in to talk about, uh, the secret is the one place that a time traveler should never, uh, find himself to visit. And that is, you know, his grave. And the idea of if you are a time traveler and you do go there, that very likely could be the reason you're there is because you're dying. Yeah. So, so I wanted, yeah, a good point. I, I love that aspect of, you know, stay away from a place you're going to die at. <laughs> but, I mean, I also think about why is the doctor's time stream so important as opposed to any other time stream from a, from a time lord? Okay, we said it can go back and reverse all the things that he's done good. But I think he made another point that made a lot of sense as I look back on the episode. He says, I'm the most traveled of all the time lords. So exactly. He has the most entry and exit points to different parts of, of uh, times within the universe. So whereas you might have a time lord over here who may may have traveled 20 or 30 times, the doctor has done it so much. You can pretty much go anywhere if you have his time stream. 
All right. So let me ask you a question. And I, and this is more of a guess because I don't actually you know expect you to know know the answer. So so give me your educated guess here and um, we'll see how we go. When the doctor was put on trial by the Time Lords, not in the trial of the Time Lord, uh, but I'm talking about when uh, at the war games the doctor has called the Time Lords for help. They come, but as a result of of coming, they actually punish him and change his face what is what is he being punished for do you do you know uh dude i have no idea <laughs> what would you think uh that he is being punished for uh i i tell me <laughs> okay uh he he was being punished by the fellow time lords because not for per se stealing the tardis was but for his interference with, ah. uh, uh, you know, time, they were very stagnant. And that was one of the things that the second time Lord was railing against was, you know, I have, you know, cause I think at first they were going to kill him or, you know, imprison him. But because of his argument that, you know, look at all the good that I have done instead of destroying him or prison, imprisoning him, they forced the regeneration as a punishment. So let me ask you another uh, maybe plot hole that I may have found in an episode as I think back. Okay, the great intelligence is determined to get to the doctor's time stream so he can erase all the doctor has done. Okay, he's the great intelligence. He he should know all the points in time the doctor has been. Why is it so important to get in this time stream as opposed to using time travel, which he obviously does in this episode to get Vastra and everybody to Trenzalore. Why is it so important to get to his time stream rather than just using his time travel capabilities just to go there himself? You know, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's interesting that you brought up that particular point of the plot of Getting to Trenzalore, because as many times as I've ever watched this, <laughs> I have never asked, how did they get to Trenzalore? Yeah, I just assumed to use some time travel capability I, to get them. Maybe there, so, because that, 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 that was one that it was like, OK, well, they're there. But I've never thought of how did they get there? I mean, we see how Clara and the doctor get there. Yeah. And but 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 it's never asked, I, you know. Or I've never asked or even thought to ask, you know, how did they get there? Well, I mean, even furthermore, how did the doctor know they take um, they take Jenny Strax and Vastra to Trenzalore? Of course, he gets that out of Clara from Clara telling him the Trenzalore. But he makes the statement that, you know, he has to go to Trenzalore to save his friends. But he's never told they're going to be taken there. I don't think. Unless I'm just missing something. I don't think he was either for that matter. Uh, but, 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 but now, uh, but, but, but maybe it was just an assumption yeah. in the sense of they're talking about the secret that is discovered. They're talking about, uh, you know, what happened in the, uh, you know, in the, um, conference call. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe it's the assumption from all of that. It was just left unsaid. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a big everything up until that point was a big setup to get him there, I, I feel. But it wasn't just clearly stated as to, I mean, A, how Vastronim got there and B, why did the doctor just, you know, instinctively know to go there? So I don't know. It, it made some sense, though. I will admit that. 
So, um, you know, not only do we see them wind up in Trenzalore, but but we see that when we get there, that it is, you know, like a battlefield. It's a, um, you know, it, it's it's the you see a remnant of of the TARDIS whenever they first get there. So uh, let's go back to the conference call for a moment and we see River show up. Yes. What did you think? What did you think of seeing River? Uh, and did you realize at first where River was in her timeline? Um, Not at first. I think I kind of knew it from before. But, you know, there's kind of clearly stated later on in the episode mm-hmm. but but I, i'm still trying to figure out why they chose to pull out that version of river rather than using a previous version because to me it didn't really it didn't really add anything to me for for that to be post death previous river versus one that's alive and gallivanting about the the universe i, I really didn't get why we went back uh, to that one, do, do you all right. So on I do, and in context of, and I think you'll understand where I'm, what I'm saying here. In context of this particular episode and the seventh series, Moffat had said that it was time to put a closure on the story of River Song. So <laughs> Which I is was hilarious. Not, <laughs> yeah. So I I was very not happy with the fact of, yes, this is, you know, Rivers, uh, Rivers going to be in this episode, but this is going to be the last time we will see River because this is River outside of the library. So we're seeing what happened to her after the library. I I took that totally different because it seems like you took it as maybe the last time we see her in Doctor Who period going forward. Or, or as I, I'm taking it as the last time we see her post library. Okay, so both in a way, both of that because the way Moffat framed this particular interview was saying, you know, River can only show up so many times before she starts losing some of the uh, umph of uh, of a River appearance. So, you know, I'm going to you know, close the story of river for, you know, and that was of course not his exact words, but, but the meaning was, you know, this is going to be, you know, no, no more river after this. And, uh, the best way to do that is to show her after the library, because there was fan speculation of, well, you know, he could go back and create like a synthetic body for her and download her into it. Or he could do, you know, all these different things to bring River back. And so by bringing post-library River into this story, Moffat kind of was like, man, you can't do that now. Yeah, I mean, even though we have all this leeway on the other side to see pre-library River, and which we we did, you know, a, a spectacular episode with Capaldi. So um, I, yeah, I, I can see that impacting the fans if they're hearing that coming from the showrunner at the time. Yep, yep. And you know, I again wasn't wasn't happy, but but at the same time, it was a river appearance, so I was very happy. Yeah. Now, now does Vastra do they do does she know that it's Library River, or does she think that? I mean, does she have any inkling of what? time they're being they're pulling river from? i think i think she does because of the uh conversation that they have of 
uh, at the beginning where he says, so he never visited you. And then River says, you know, he doesn't like endings. Ah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think she knew that she would, because again, think of it. Vastra is the one who is calling these people to the conference call. Yeah. So she would have to know from which the uh, version of River of which she's called. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, man. And just uh, piggyback on, on Vastra and, and Jenny. Um, Jenny dies in this episode, basically. Which, yes. Which, man, that's two things the episode like, really got me. I'm like, I really love that character. I want to see more of her and they kill her off. Uh until, you know, uh, Strax has some magic wand thing to bring her back. Bring her back. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was really weird. Is is he known for his medical prowess? Yeah, he's a nurse. So, ah, that's right. I'm, okay. Uh, right. So, uh, remember that was, he was, he was a non-warrior Santaran. So he was kind of like an outcast to begin with. So, um, so yeah. And, you know, you, you, you've mentioned meeting or seeing Jenny. When we go to Con Castabarus next uh, June, she is one of the scheduled um, ah. keynotes at that particular con. So we will get to meet Catherine Stewart, uh, who played Jenny. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that will be quite awesome. Oh, yeah. One of the lines that said in that that moment when they bring her back, I thought was really cool. Mom, uh, Stra- I ha- I've been murdered. Well, no, a little bit further. Dra- Stra- okay. Strax says... Uh, the heart is a relatively simple thing. And then Vastra says, I have not found it to be so, which, you know, just very subtle. But um, I found that a really, really cool line, you know, kind of stating that that's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. Good point. Um, which, you know, the the fact I like how they, you know, you've got not only, um, you know, uh, a lesbian relationship there, but you've got an intro. Uh, species relationship there, which, you know, they, they, but they don't, you know, that's one thing, you know, you know, there have been people who have had problems with Vaster and Jenny and who've had problems with Captain Jack. And and there's always going to be somebody that's going to have some problem with something, but at least for those two in, in that episode, it, it, it wasn't so much of that's what they were. It was just, these were two people that were there or two beings that were there to help the doctor. Yeah, and I mean, and like most things I found, whether it's a normal, I mean, uh, 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 what type of relationship it is, I felt like in this one, they didn't beat you over the head with it. It was just subtle. And if you caught it, you caught it. And if you didn't, you didn't. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Exactly. Agreed. So can you tell me what is the big deal with uh, Dr. Simeon slash the great intelligence? I, you know, maybe in the previous episode, they told who he was, but I really had no clue. So for me, the impact of him really was not profound. I was like, okay, he's an enemy. Uh, Am I just not remembering them explaining him in a previous episode? Well, he did appear in The Snowman. So, um, you know, that the um, Dr. Simeon and um, the Great Intelligence had appeared in The Snowman. Right. And he had also appeared in the Bells of St. John. He was part of what was controlling the people with those spoon bot things that was um, in Clara's or, or current Clara's uh, first appearance. Okay. He was the, the bad guy in that. But he goes all the way back to 1967 
and he appeared in the abominable snowman with the second doctor and then he um returned in a sequel the web of fear um which was one of the web of fear was from 68 i believe and that was um also with the second doctor Ah, makes a lot of sense because i mean again like i remember seeing that episode at the time it came out and i'd Maybe just me not remembering good because I really didn't feel the impact of him as a villain. But but yeah, what you're saying makes plenty of sense as he ties directly in with the whole Clara arc. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I need to go back and watch those episodes as well. <laughs> as an interesting side note, uh, in 2012 in The Snowman, uh, the great intelligence as uh, because Richard E. Grant was playing another character, Dr. Simeon, of course, who was taken over by the great intelligence. But in that episode, the great intelligence is actually voiced by Ian McKellen. Ah, ah, cool, cool, cool. So, so c- kind of cool name drop there. So um, let's get up to the point where, you know, we see that they're, you know, they're inside the TARDIS. That we're seeing the um, great intelligence and he's inside the TARDIS, of course. So they're all there. And then he jumps into the time stream and, um, you know, basically is ripped to shreds. But as he's ripped to shreds, He's going back to all these moments in the doctor's time stream and basically undoing, as you said before, all the rights that the doctor has done. And the blue light actually um, turns uh, red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would, you know, I know this is a television show. We don't have time. They went to the extent of actually showing him in those same scenes we saw Clara in earlier, which, you know, that's one way to kind of convey that he was in there. But I, with, something about that left me wanting a bit more to see, like, what he actually did to change things around. So, I mean, I know they couldn't show all that. Uh, I, I get that. But, you know, it just felt a, a bit lacking. But, well, they did kind of. They, you know, because, you know, uh Vaster says, you know, the stars are going out. Yeah. So, you know, so that means that things that, you know, planets that maybe he saved have been, dist- you know, are disappearing. And then uh, turns on her. Right. Well, before that, she's talking to Jenny and she says, you know, uh, you know, think about it, Jenny. He saved you when we first met and she turned around and Jenny's gone. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess what I mean is less of the fallout because we do get a good explanation of like the fallout in those few minutes you're talking uh, about. You're saying see him changing. Yeah, well, see, see what he's doing actually physically to, you know, like we mentioned turn left a minute ago. Like what is he doing within the doctor's life that actually makes something not go the way the doctor intended it to go, you know? Okay. So some of the things that they said, uh, when, when, when Vastra is on, and again, this is maybe fallout, but, you know, she says, you know, Andrazani, which that is where the fifth doctor regenerated into the uh, sixth doctor oh. in the caves of Andrazani. That's where, uh, you know, Colin Baker took over. So he dies there instead of becoming Colin Baker. And gotcha. then uh, you actually see him, though, standing in some of those scenes that you had seen Clara standing in. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So um, but but afterwards and as and what did you think of the point when um, you are hearing her read off these different places and she says the Dalek Asylum 
and now he's uh, dying in Victorian London with us. And then, you know, Clara says, you know, did you did you say, uh, uh, you know, the, the Dalek Asylum? Did you say Victorian London? And and you start seeing that realization. What did you think of that? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Like even in the um, not catacombs or base, whatever the the bottom of the TARDIS is when they're climbing up. Um, she starts to get some of her memory at that point, which right. the doctor kind of tells her, uh, okay, forget about that. It's not time. We don't have time to, to talk about that right now. Um, I thought it was cool how they finally tied everything in together, which, you know, I, that's one of the things I love about the Clara arc. I think they just did an excellent job of these different versions that we've seen in the past that, you know, seemingly when they created these, the, the first two versions or may, in particularly the first version Maybe they didn't think that she'd ever come back and have this grand arc of a story. So I just think it's wonderful how they were able to tie, you know, these different appearances in to finally, you know, come to this this moment. No, I I, I totally disagree with you there. Really, I I, I think that that was Moffat's grand design, even from is, the first one. With, with even uh, even from the first one, because <sighs> she had already think about it. You already knew. Okay, by that oh, time. Wait, but, but before you say that, is this production uh, fan cow knowing what happens no, in, no. In, in actors coming on for the next season, or is this you as seeing it as it happened? I, I want to say seeing it as it happened, but it's actually the first one because I'm being honest with you. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, it's it's actually knowing, knowing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's OCD Kyle already knowing. So so there you have it. Yeah, it was it, it was actually intended. Oh, really? Wow. OK, cool, cool. I mean, even even at the time when you saw the first Clara show or episode, did you know at that point it's kind of. No, okay. no, I I here's what I thought whenever I watched it and saw her. I was like, OK, uh, I think she she kind of looks like the person that's supposed to be replacing Amy, but maybe not. Uh, and, then, and then you watch the credits and you see Jenna Louise Coleman you know, in the credits and you're like, okay, but she died. How is that possible? Yeah. So, so even at that point, the, the whole production team, um, knew, you know, that, that it would be a character that'd be coming back. So, wow. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, I'm just now hearing that. I think, I think the name of the, uh, I think the name of her character in the, uh, credits was, uh, or, you know, when she, when she showed up, I think it was just, our, our, uh, Oswin was wow. the name of, of the character in that first one. And then, um, you know, of course, it was Clara Oswald in the second one. And then, of course, you know, it was Clara Oswald and the, you know, the third version of her. Yeah, I would I would love to hear Seska's point of view on that. Uh, maybe she already knew that Clara would be a character on down the line. So maybe that peppered her uh, or colored her view. But I would I would love to hear what what she actually thought of that. All right. So I will tell you what she said when uh, she was reviewing it. It was basically almost similar to what I just said about my thought, because she when because whenever I was watching the review or the reaction, it was like, okay, she kind of looks familiar. And again, she avoids spoilers, but some things on the Internet, you can't not see who the eventual companion's going to be. So you may know that Amy's going to leave at some point. You don't know when, 
and you know that this other person is coming and you've seen a picture of her and it was more of that uh, I think I've seen a picture of her. She kind of looks like this chick that's coming, but, oh, mm, maybe not, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And even to Lee's point about, you know, seeing spoilers and how they actually, you know, uh, foreshadow what's going to happen and how it can actually ruin your enjoyment. So, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, going back to, I guess, the the great intelligence and the whisper men, they're, they're mentioned like, uh, are they particular to the story or the? Particular to the story, never seen before, haven't been seen again. That uh, DeMarco guy, is it something DeMarco? Yeah, never seen before, hadn't been seen again. Ah, uh, yeah, because they made him seem kind of important, but <laughs> uh, good point. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just important for that story and never seen before, never seen again. Ah, <laughs> uh, so can we talk about what I picture maybe your favorite part of the episode? Uh, what would that be? Um, the, we have the link between Clara and River, but as Clara jumps into to the time stream, River is still there. Okay. Well, c- can we re- jump back real quick yeah, yeah, for yeah. just a second? Sure. Which which is the the way they resolve that run, run you clever boy, that whole mystery of each version saying that with her, you know, saying uh, – um, you know, when she says, perhaps I'm souffle uh, girl after, you know, after all, and then says, uh, you know, spare me a thought now and then, you know, and better yet, run, run, you clever boy, and remember me. Yeah. And then yeah. jumps in that the way they resolve that whole run, run, you clever boys, you know, line that she kept saying was really, really cool to me. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And again, like you mentioned, the recipe having these various copies of her that's not really her, but I guess has the DNA of her or close enough to her to be Clara. You know, I, I know that's something really cool about that, that, that I really love. And the fact that they're living and dying all over creation, yeah. that is, that is cool that there it's not just they're appearing there. There are actually versions of her that are being born and living out their lives all throughout time and space. Now, what's going to be really cool when immortal Clara meets one of her copies, you know, that can make an interesting episode, maybe. <laughs> maybe that maybe that'll be in the uh, series that we probably won't ever see. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm not trying to be funny there, but, you know, with her being gone. I, 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 I OK, since let me ask this, since we're talking Clara and there's speculation that that we may see Clara or in some form at Christmas. If that happens, is it Clara proper or is it one of these echoes? I think it would be cool if it's an echo. I mean, like we keep iterating about the souffle, it's close enough to be her, even though it's not, you know, the one we know from this current arc that we're talking about now. Uh, but still, I mean, just to have her in there, you know, even if she knows nothing. <laughs> right. I, I I think it would be much more satisfying as a story for Clara that instead of bringing somehow bringing back the Clara who was Clara, even if it's just a minute, you know, second, 10 second, 15 second cameo that that the audience or sees or he even sees this other echo of Clara that is, like you said, another version that does something to help in the regeneration. I would be I would rather that than them try to come up with some way to say this is Clara proper. 
Yeah, I mean, and she's off gallivanting with me, and they're both yeah. immortal, so, you know, why would they? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yes, the uh, the um, being mentally linked with Clara, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of that scene? And, and actually, at the end, when Clara jumps into the time stream, the link lingers for a few minutes. How does the doctor see and touch her? Um, that was another plot point. I was like, um, that makes no sense. But it was cool nonetheless. But I mean, what what do you think about this scene? Well, you know, just going back, I mean, you know, you're ta- you're asking about, you know, how could uh, how could he see her? If she's not really there, and uh, you know, if he can always see her, and he can always hear her. So then the question then becomes, then why didn't he speak to her? Maybe it's because he uh, thought it would hurt too much. But then she might think that she could handle it. But then he might say, well, maybe he didn't because it would hurt me. And he was right. Yeah, Perhaps. I, mean, I don't know. OK. I mean, that was his explanation. I know what you're saying. That makes sense. But still, how did he see her? It, it, it still, I just it still I don't no know. Sense. I, I mean, I mean, in, in the course of the story, I think it was just done for dramatic effect of her going up to slap him and he reaches and grabs her hand. You can't go in there. It's your own time stream, for God's sake. I have to get her back. Of course, but not like this. But how? She's still alive. It killed Dr. Simeon. Clara's got one advantage over the great intelligence. Which is? Me. Doctor, please listen to me. At least hear me. Now. If I don't come back, and I might not. Doctor. Go to the TARDIS. The fast return protocol should be on. She'll take you home, then shut herself down. There has to be another way. Use the TARDIS. Use something. Save her, yes, but for God's sake, be sensible. How are you even doing that? I'm not really here. You're always here to me. And I always listen, and I can always see you. Then why didn't you speak to me? Because I thought it would hurt too much. I believe I could have coped. No. I thought it would hurt me. And I was right. There is a time to live and a time to sleep. You are an echo, River. Like Clara, like all of us. In the end, my fault, I know. But you should have faded by now. It's hard to leave when you haven't said goodbye. Then tell me, because I don't know. How do I say it? There's only one way I'd accept. If you ever loved me, say it like you're going to come back. See you around, Professor Riversong. Till the next time, Doctor. Don't wait up. Oh, there's one more thing. Isn't there always? I was mentally linked with Clara. If she's really dead, then how can I still be here? Okay. How? Spoilers.
mean, the effect, I mean, I, I enjoyed the effect. I thought it was excellent how they played it out and how they eventually, you know, linked up that way by her, you know, going, like I said, going to hit him. But still, I, and I know that's just me being nitpicky. Well, just imagine the whole time you're there or you go back and you, you, you're listening to that story and all this time that she's there talking to people and talking to Clara and whatever, he's seeing her. He's hearing her this entire time, but is ignoring that she's there. I know. I get that. I get that that's cool, but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I just think, I think it's more so sad than cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking like, how does he see her? It's not explained. It's just not explained how he sees her. That's the only point I'm making right now. I would just say that, uh, okay, so I'm just going to go out on a limb here. She gave him uh, pretty much the, her remaining gener- regenerations that she had. So I would say that that would link them in some way mentally more so than just one day becoming, you know, uh, time lord and wife or, you know, spouses or however you want to say it. So having said all of that, I would say that they that they share some type of mental link and therefore that's how he was able to see her. The doctor doesn't have mental capabilities. We know that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious. Okay, I get that. I, I just had to press you a minute because it, it, me being nitpicky there, you know. No, no, it's a it, it it's a valid question and a valid you know you know thought. Um, my thing that was interesting was um, you know the that that whole goodbye sequence where she you know ends it with goodbye, sweetie. That was. That was sad to me because, again, I'm thinking this is the last time I'm going to see River Song. Cal, were there, were there man tears, man? I have to ask. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there were. <laughs> because I'm serious. I mean, literally, I'm like, I'm ticked off that she's not in the 50th. And I'm like, okay, but you're showing her now at least. But, but, but she's taking her iconic hello, sweetie, turning it into goodbye, sweetie, and disappears. So, no, I was not a happy camper at that moment. And also you get your iconic spoilers. Spoilers, exactly. So, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, again, I was happy that she was in the episode. But at the time, my thought was, okay, Amy and Rory are gone. And, you know, I I knew, you knew, we knew Matt was leaving at this point. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I just figured, okay, this this is, you know, River's story is done. Yeah, yeah. But thank goodness we got to see her again with Capaldi. Yes, well, at least one more time. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, so we jump into the uh, time stream, the Doctor does, and then we see Clara actually fall into the time stream, and you see these versions of the Doctor running by. What what did you think of that whole scene itself? I think it was pretty cool. Again, I think I like the recreations. I mean, I'm sorry, the 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 reenactments where we have different actors. You know, although we didn't see faces, I, I thought that was a little more impactful to me versus kind of seeing the redoctored footage that kind of takes you out of it a bit. Though though really cool, it does, but it takes you out of the episode just a bit. So I enjoyed seeing, you know, a shadow of nine running in the back or four, you know, I thought that was, that was really cool. Yeah, I did too. And I like the fact that you heard, you know, I, I, I specifically can remember hearing like the second doctor. And I think, I, you know, there was somebody else that, that, that was really recognizable, uh, you know, in those, uh, 
you know, he, when he says something, you know, my every good day, every bad day, you know, you, you know, you're 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 hearing them. And, and I think I've specifically heard Troughton's uh, voice in the uh, background in that yell that they did. That was cool. Uh, yeah. And I did one of your secrets. I put on the uh, captions for that part so I can actually see who was saying what. And it, it didn't uh, tell you, like, what doctor was saying. Which oh, cool. Part, cool. Yeah. So so do you remember off the top who some of them uh, were? Oh man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> no, that's uh, fine. I mean, but I was just curious. Yeah, because I know one of one of them was Troughton. Yeah, I believe him. Of course, we had. I think we had the. F- See, I'm getting that part confused with earlier scenes, so I, I can't tell you in that particular moment who said what because I don't remember. So there you go. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so then, um, you know, we of course come to that ending. You where, uh, you know, Clara actually says something about, um, you know, uh, the name, you know, his name. And she says, you are the 11th doctor. And what's really interesting in this aspect is this was the first time a companion or anyone had ever provided a number to a doctor, meaning Yes, you may have uh, known that this was the fourth incarnation, but no one had ever said to Tom Baker's doctor, you're the fourth doctor, now, you know, or did, you're the third doctor or so forth. But did a previous companion actually know for sure that's the um, amount of time he's, he's he's regenerated? Well, in the Brigadier's uh, eyes, we, you know, he knows that there are at least three of them because he's met three of them. Yeah, but in, yeah. That, in that case, it would just be you're the third to me, unless right. he, he knew for right. sure. You know. Unless, you know, unless the second doctor had talked talked about, you know, my incarnation before I regenerated. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So, but, 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 but I see your point. Yeah. So so Claire is having the, the clarity to see each of the doctor's iteration. So, yeah, she makes that statement. And, you know, and then that was where he says, you know, and they actually address the name question where he says, you know, my my real name, my real name is not important. Uh, what uh, your name is like a promise you keep. And then uh, that after she's seen and asked, who is that one? And he says he is the one who broke the promise. Ah, ah, yeah. So what did you think of hearing that voice do the. Um, you know, what I did, I did without choice in the name of peace and sanity. What did you think of that? Um, more so than the voice, you know, um, of course, of us knowing at this point, you know, that uh, um, Mr. Hurt is, is not around anymore. Um, seeing that scene again, it was it was pretty impactful, you know, um, and to see what type of doctor he was uh, versus the rest, which in the grand scheme of things of things is not as bad as they tried to make it in those few moments there. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of a, I don't know, a, a little trick they played on us. Cause he really wasn't that bad. Really? No, he really wasn't. <laughs> and you know, the way he was portrayed there was he is my secret. And it's more like, uh, you know, and he broke the promise and it's like, what did you do? You know, how evil, <laughs> and maniacal are you but on top of that you 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 start to ask the question where does he fall 
because I remember you and I had this conversation because, like you said, you were caught up at this point. I remember, you know, uh, having the conversation of, you know, is he where does he fall in the regenerations? Is he before, um, you know, because it was at this point possible to say if, if he's the one that broke the promise, maybe this was before the promise was made. Is he before Hartnell? Maybe yeah. Hartnell wasn't the first doctor. Yeah. Maybe he became the doctor to fix whatever it was this version did. Yeah. And again, like what he did wasn't that bad to me. But even when you think of the moment, like you said, when you're seeing this for the first time, I mean, not only do you think of where he falls, you also think of, you know, the grand scheme of things, the amount of regenerations and where that leads to series. Right. Exactly. Because at the, and, and this was Moffat purposely doing that because that make made you see or start counting okay well how many does he have left and then the debate was well you know he's got two left and then it was until they actually clarified excuse me was you know well he's got two more left and then it was like no david Tennant used two of them and he did so um because he re- he regenerated at the end of the uh, fourth series uh, when he put the regeneration energy into the hand. He technically healed himself and regenerated. He just regenerated into the same incarnation. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I'm sure that, you know, as we've witnessed, you can play around with things to make them kind of go in any direction the you the writers the writers so chooses. So, you know, oh, it's still still fun to speculate in that aspect. So having watched it again, because, um, you know, at that point, the episode went off. So having watched it again, did you find yourself enjoying it more, enjoying it less, enjoying it about the same? Yeah, I mean, loved it. Loved it. Um, you know, uh, I, I I didn't remember or it felt like, I mean, one of the things that jumped out at me most was going back and seeing it again and seeing the. I'm kind of in awe of the level of production that's put into this episode. It's just, just really cool special effects uh, put behind a solid, solid story. And then just to go back and see all these characters again. I remember loving it the first time, but watching it again, I loved it just as much. You know, nothing lost in all these years of watching it again. All right. So let me <clears throat> excuse me. Let me tell you something that I've noticed uh, uh that was different because I can remember, you know, going to work and talking with you about when this, you know, originally aired and, you know, getting your perception of it. It's interesting as, as much as you may have enjoyed it the first time I'm hearing more of an excitement about the story in this conversation. And I'm not even seeing you talk than the first time. And I think I know why. You, would you like? Do you think you know why, or do, or do you want me to uh, share that? Um, I'm gonna say I don't really know why. I do feel like even knowing what I know now and going back to watch it, I felt like a lot of points in it were semi confusing. But I knew enough of it at that point, you know, way back when to get through it. But now I have a better understanding of you know kind of the some of the things surrounding and, you know, of course, knowing what happens in the future helps as well. So I don't know. You know, I'm, I agree with you except for the future part. I think some of the knowledge that you have or the experience of watching in the past, not necessarily the future, 
episodes adds a layer to of and I won't call it a appreciation, but I you know, I don't recall you going and saying, you know, putting on closed captioning to see which doctor that was that was saying what, because at that point in your watching of the show, you were more focused not on former doctors because they were, they were unknown to you or not inexperienced, but you had not experienced them yet. But now you've seen first doctor, second doctor, third doctor, fourth doctor, you've met um, the sixth doctor. So you see my point. You've um, maybe a little, it not as much, but maybe just to a small degree. Uh, Cause even in the course of this episode, although we do go back and see those nostalgic moments, which even for me, having watched some classic now, they didn't impact me that much. As for you, somebody who was watching in that era more so than myself, and even for Lee, especially, I feel like that those moments have a special place in your heart that even me going back and watch some of those, watching some of those episodes, I still maybe don't have that same feeling. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, I no, I see. I mean, I see what you're saying and, and it's completely valid, but I just, I, I, I just, you know, from my observation, I just, you know, and, and, and it could be just your entire familiarity with the show, Yeah. but, um, and it, you know, I it, just, it definitely color colors my opinion of it a little bit more and it fills in the gaps and makes it a little more impactful. I will, I will agree, agree with you on that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it makes me now excited to, watch and review the day of the doctor which of course uh is the you know 50th anniversary because that to me is like my ultimate favorite doctor who episode really (laughs) yeah you know uh i could think i could probably without giving away any spoilers you know if i were to curate all of the episodes that i've seen before and put them in order and I was being a good curator of episodes, that would probably be my favorite um, episode solely on curation alone. Ah, No pun intended. uh, Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we have pretty much wrapped up this particular review. So, Clarence, if you could say anywhere else that others might find things that you are working on, where might that be? I do a couple of podcasts in addition to this one. I do a Star Trek podcast in which we cover Star Trek Discovery and pretty much anything Star Trek. Mr. Cal Jones is on that with me as well. And that is called the STD Podcast. You can find that at stdpodcast.com, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. And also I do another podcast called Tech Petition where we talk about tech, anime, and in general, a lot of geek culture stuff, but more in the tech sector. And you can find that at techpedition.com. That's T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N.com. Good deal. And you and I can also be found on YouTube, and it can be found very easily by going to youtube.discussingwho.com. Oh, yeah. Well, for anyone listening, our next episode, we will be talking with Jessica from the Seska YouTube channel, and we will be uh, getting some insight from what she is calling Doctor Who December. So check back with us. That episode will actually be out uh, if you're listening to us as soon as these episodes go out. This particular episode will be coming out on Sunday night, and 
Tuesday or Wednesday, so just two or three days later, you will be getting an interview with Jessica from Seska Says, preparing for December the 1st, uh, 2017, when she will be starting Doctor Who December. And if people want to find out more about uh, Seska's YouTube channel, where would they go? They would go to the show notes and uh, look <laughs> below, but you can just uh, search, go to YouTube and search for Seska Says, and it's S-E-S-S-K-A-S-A-Y-S, and that will, of course, uh, bring you to uh, her channel, which is also not just Doctor Who, but she does Stranger Things, she does um, Game of Thrones, The Punisher, uh you know, pretty much there's like five or ten, yeah. or, or if not more, uh, shows that she reacts to. Yeah, this this excellent show called Not About the Zombies. You know, wonderful stuff. Wonderful oh, stuff. Not About the Zombies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if you w- want to know where that joke comes from, check out our video uh, on YouTube. Kyle finally watches The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we will be back next time. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.